this is Genoa. This is YouTube. And this is In Flight Entertainment. All right, guys. Uh, we have this is a new week, uh, a fresh review, and me and Genoa have the need, the need for speed. speed. Yes, <laughs> we're about to go into the danger zone, y'all, for the second time with. The new entry in the Top Gun franchise, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, can I just say, you know what this movie was missing? What? The 80s music. Like, there's <laughs> just something about the original movie with the songs that were part of that soundtrack that just took that movie to the next level. Um, like, Danger Zone. Mm-hmm. The music take, take my breath away. <laughs> yeah, like I, I know Lady Gaga was like trying to go there, but her song during the credits just really fell flat for me. Um, Top Gun Maverick, they needed to like tap into those 80s artists and bring them back to really add an element to this movie. True, true. Well, in its defense, it did start, it, it did give us Danger Zone, the original song. Yeah. yeah they did just, give it to us. They gave us a taste. They gave us a taste. Just a little taste. Just enough to tease us. And then, <laughs> then it just, Lady Gaga's song sort of sucked. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's how the end credits when people walking out the theater. So, because yeah, actually, you know what? I thought they were going to drop that. Doing like, you know, the lovey dovey scene, which I'm glad yep. they didn't. I'm like, okay, agreed. Yeah, I'm like, all right, <laughs> like it worked out perfectly. Yeah, but like, I mean, okay, so we are obviously reviewing Top Gun Maverick. Yes, uh, it is the continuation of Top Gun, the 1986 film. Um, it's 30 years since the top Navy aviator Pete Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. And I mean, the film for the first like hour is basically like a cut and paste from the original one, but it works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all. I, I think that's all I was telling you guys. I was like, okay, there's so many things that could have gone wrong with going back to this. And you're right; like, it's very familiar oh, stuff. It's very, like yeah. you said, it's very familiar, but in the crazy way, it jails. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they did that because I mean, this is an, a film an example of really good writing and they weren't just writing a story so that we can get some nice airplane action scenes. They took the original movie, looked at the characters in there and how, like what would happen 30 years later in real, like if these characters were really to each, like, what happened in the first film that could potentially cause issues, conflict in the future. Um, so, you know, in the original one, we have Goose, who was um, Maverick's 
like wingman his 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 navigator mm-hmm. was killed in in a plane plane crash and we know that he had a son um and so like what would that relationship between Maverick and Goose's son be like and mm-hmm. they explored that and i think that type of thing is what made this movie work was because they didn't just be like, oh, okay, we're throwing Maverick into another airplane and going fast. It's like, mm-hmm. let's really take a look at the characters. Mm-hmm. And they brought back Iceman and Maverick's relationship, mm-hmm. which was nice. Yeah. And then they also like Maverick was a bit of a like a bit of a playboy in the first film. So does he continue to do that? What is like, would someone like him who's all about adrenaline continue to be a playboy? And yes, like that fits with his character. So I feel like they took elements from the first film and, and aged it appropriately for this film. Mm-hmm. Now, even though the first hour is basically a cut and paste from the original, it's done in such a way that you get to be reintroduced to the characters in a way that it makes sense. So, you know, we open up with Maverick doing his test pilot thing and pissing someone off because that's who his character is. Right. He buzzed a tower. I mean, what else? Want exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just, you know, when he is about to accept his fate, okay. He knows he's about to be canned, but, uh, based off of, the friendship, the very strong friendship between him. We find out that, uh, you know, Iceman is, uh, at, what's the, I forgot the ranking, but he's like kind of up there where he can kind of give orders. Admiral. <laughs> yeah, Admiral, right. So, so he's like, okay, well, there's a mission and, you know, an Iceman wants you to be on this mission. You know, little do Maverick know he is going to be teaching uh, you know, uh, some pilots how to do this mission because in this matter, it's like, okay, well, all right, cool. Let me get in this plane and, uh, you know, uh, get this mission done. But, you know, to a surprise, like, no, you're grounded. You have to teach people <laughs> your instincts, like how to do what you do, you know. And like Jim said, that adds another layer of his character because when we dropped in on him in the first one, he was hot shot, you know. Well, it's his body yeah. right and check with his. His ego writing checks, his body can't cash. That was like, <laughs> right. that was a perfect line in the first movie. <clears throat> so, like, now he's grounded. Now, like, <clears throat> how can he, you know, maneuver through kind of like the, the bureaucracy of, you know, naval aviation at the same time, you know, teaching these new squad of pilots how to cat, like, how to fly his way, even though his way is kind of reckless. <laughs> So, right. But in the mission that they're given, the only way to be successful is to follow your gut and not follow the rules. And that is the type of pilot that he is and that he follows his gut and his instinct versus always following the rule book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which keeps him in constant hot water with the superiors. Um, So, okay. I forget. Someone uh, did a like a Maverick. Uh, it was on YouTube. So there's like, okay, pretty much like their mission is the trench run in Star Wars: A New Hope. What? Yes, yes. 
100%. Yeah. yeah. It's like you, you have to fly low. You have to go through Cadillac's girls and you have to drop the missile at the precise time. Yeah. Just so we get to the hole. Oh, they're like, that's pretty much the trench, the trench run in Star, in Star Wars A New Hope, right? That's what Luke dropped the, the torpedo and thing and blew up the Death Star, right? I was like, yeah. But it works. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. That was pretty funny how like they compared it to that. And I have to think about like, yeah, that is pretty much what Luke did. Yes. <laughs> it's so worse. <laughs> yeah. But this is a but but this flying was a lot cooler, in my opinion, than the X-Wing fire. Uh yes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh and and we get a lot of a whole lot of build-up to the final like flying through the trench um, with everyone practicing and being shot at um, by Maverick and taking them down and, and them realizing that even though that they think that they are the best pilots, you know, in life as in Top Gun, there's always someone a little bit better. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, you got to have that. And he falls into like the father figure slash mentor mentor uh figure you know to these you know young hot shots that kind of he's seeing almost as a mirror like okay like that was him in the first movie right like all these you know that was Iceman that was him that was Goose you know in the first time good these kids you know uh so and plus like I got a really cool scene <clears throat> I thought you know you know, in the bar, like Penny, the Jennifer Connelly character, kind of like the new, you know, the new love interest. Um, and she owns the bar, and you know, and I and I really like kind of like the. It, it was it was a really it was a really good, and not like forced kind of flirtation between the two. It was like they like you could tell they have history. You can tell, you know, they kind of did the dance of the makeup breakup situation. Like, they wasn't, like, you know, running to each other. Like, oh, I thought you'd never come back then, you know. It was, it was a good kind of playfulness between those two. I thought that was really, really cool. It wasn't for us. It was just like, all right, you know they have history. And, you know, Jeff Kyle kind of busts his balls and, you know, get him kicked out and all that stuff. You know, like, yeah, uh, I thought that was well written between those two because it could have got really hammy and really like super 80s corny <laughs> between those two yeah. I think but yeah, they did a good job, a nice not, job yeah, yeah. Not, yeah not going too heavy on it yeah. yeah and then also like in the first film we get introduced to like the main characters through them singing to the instructor mm. um, in this film they do you, you start to think that they're going to do that because uh, Rooster goes over to start playing on the piano, but they switch it up because it's a nice little flashback to who Rooster is, who's his dad, um, and why the song that he's playing is so important to him. Right, great, great balls of fire. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, and it was, and I, and I think the, another cool thing, like you said, it just a testament to good writing. It's like sometimes you just have to kind of let a scene just kind of sit for a minute to really get the full effect because it kind of cut to like the next cut was you know Maverick looking inside he was just kind of like inside watching Rooster on the piano just like 
his father. Like I was like looking at his dad on the piano, like, you know, his old, you know, uh, flight partner that got killed. And you just kind of just see kind of like the weight of sadness and guilt with Maverick as he was just kind of watching it from the outside looking in. Like he's not at, inside the bar anymore, you know. And he kind of just, you know, slowly kind of walk away. You know? and, then, and the scenes kind of fade out. You know, I was like, wow, like that's that right on. Like, I'm like, good. That way it says so much without saying shit, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> uh, and then like similar to the first one where you have all the pilots sitting in their chairs and they find out who their instructor is and someone that they had just <laughs> embarrassed the night before, uh, which was brilliant. And just like so many things mirroring in the, in this film compared to the first one, there was, it was just, I feel like they did that for all of the gen Xers that grew up with this film that just loved it. Um, it was good. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, they took their time. They did a, yeah, they did a really good job. <clears throat> you know, like you said, sprinkling in a familiar, you know, the callbacks, stuff like that. At the same time, you know, propelling, moving the story forward, you know, with this character. And it's, it's a reason why it's called Top Gun Maverick because you know, yeah, it's like where Maverick is. Where is he? Like, what is he doing? Like, how is he navigating through life? You know, thirty years after we seen him kind of situation. Um, and then also, I mean, I mean, we got to talk about the aerial stuff because holy shit. Okay. I seen, okay, everybody, I seen this the first weekend in the IMAX theater and it just, it was, it was such a roller coaster, like visually. It was, everyone was like late, everyone, almost everyone in the theater leaned forward, which is kind of like Almost out of their seats with these aerial combat sequences. I mean, everyone was like cheering and hooping and hollering, and just like you know, going crazy. And it was just—it's just like a testament of like if a good movie just grabs you, the sure the sheer entertainment of it all. Because at the end of the day, like a movie supposed to just. And just entertain you above anything, you know. I think everyone kind of lost track of that. It's like, okay, what political statement is it telling me? What you know, what nuance is it saying in this movie? It's like sometimes a movie just just an entertaining fucking movie, and that's pretty much what this was, you know. Like, it's like okay, like it's you know, it's Maverick, you know, it's planes, it's dogfights, you know, it's all of that, and it was it was done really well, and the audience was just going nuts over. Yeah, what we see it. And I thought that was a pretty good experience seeing that, like, you know, with everyone, you know, in IMAX. It's one of those movies. <laughs> yeah, I did not see it in the theater. I did see it at home because you can rent it or buy it on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, I'm still not going to, to the movie unless it's something that, you know, I have to go see in the theater. And, as much as you had talked about how this was an amazing movie, I still had my reservations <laughs> about it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I can see how like all of the flight scenes in IMAX on a big screen, like I, I, I imagine that this was absolutely amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just hear, just hearing those burners and the jets just rumbling your seats. Yeah. It was just nuts. Yeah. So What's the things the F-18s they're flying? Yeah, the F-18s. So the main 
uh, aircraft uh, fighter jets or the F-18 in this movie. Now, 30 years ago, uh, all of the Top Gun pilots in the Navy, they were flying F-14 Tomcats. Um, and what was a really like super cool thing about this movie is that they figure out a way to get an F-14 Tomcat that Maverick flew in the first movie in this one for him to yeah. fly again. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, I was like, bravo. That was like a chef's kiss right there. Um, yes, yeah. that, that was a nice little throwback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, fun fact. So, um, I think all of the actors, like they flew, well, I mean, they, with the, they, with an actual Top Gun, like pilot, but they were like in the plane like banking those speeds. Like they were saying most of that wasn't green screen. They were actually like <laughs> Yeah, so they they all the actors that were in the in the planes, they actually had to they had their own cameras and were filming all of that themselves while they were up in the plane, of course, with the real pilot right. piloting the plane. But the director uh you know and the cameraman wouldn't know what footage they captured until they would come back down and they would go up for like basically an hour at a time Mm -hmm. um, to go film those things. So you can imagine like the director is sitting on the ground waiting for everyone to come back to see whether or not (laughs) he got the footage that he needs Mm -hmm. uh, and then he would send the actors back up. Um, That's crazy. I think there was an interview with Miles Teller that after I think the first day of filming when he was up there, he got really, really sick and he had to go to the hospital is because he had actually, there's um, a thing where pilots get gasoline in their blood. Um, Wait a minute. The blood produces gasoline? Like, like somehow your body absorbs it from the air. Oh, oh, gotcha. And so he ended up getting so sick because he had, he had gas in his veins. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he survived that one. Yep. And then I also heard that so there's instead of a volleyball scene, there's a football scene on the beach. Mm-hmm. And apparently that one scene had to be reshot because when they were when they first filmed it, Tom Cruise, who's fucking sixty years old, was on the beach with all these like 30, 40 year olds, and he didn't like that he didn't have the same type of physique as they did. Mm. So he's like, let's come back in a month. And he went and worked his ass off for a month so that he could have a similar physique to all the people. <laughs> They're like 20 to 40 years younger than he is. That's hilarious. Yeah. You know, you got to admire the man's devotion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. All right, like y'all not gonna show me out, damn it. No. <laughs> no, that's funny. So yeah, you know, because like I said, he's he's old school. Eh? The beach, well, the volley, the volleyball scene. You, know, you want to have that shirt off for the football, you know? Yeah. yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and um, and plus, like it's really cool that um, like I say, you know, he got Val Kilmer back in there, um. You know, yeah, did you know his voice was AI generated? No. Mm. Yeah, so for folks that don't know, Val Kilmer do, like does 
had throat cancer a few years ago. And for the most part, he has lost all ability to speak. And so in his scene with Maverick, um, he types out everything, but at the end of the scene, he does say something to, to Maverick about their relationship and what he needs to do for the kids. And when Val Kilmer is talking, that is all AI generate AI generated voice. Um, and they actually like, they worked really hard to mimic his voice and, and, and Val Kilmer's daughter said that, you know, it's really amazing that they were able to, to capture the essence and the reality of, of what his voice really sounds like. And I think like technology is sometimes amazing. And I think for, you know, the fans of Val Kilmer to, to hear his voice again, it was just, it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> I, I mean, I would lie. I would be lying if I said that, you know, that scene didn't, you know, give me feels. Give the feels. Yeah. Cause it's funny. Like, like you were saying, just the evolution of these characters, you know, like it, it made sense that Iceman, even in the first one, Iceman was always, he was the one that, that I can't say like he knew everything, but he had like a sage wisdom that Maverick never had. They didn't have because he was, you know, Maverick was a hot shot. Maverick was, you know, Iceman was always the one was like, hey, you know, you, you know, you're too dangerous. He had ice in his veins. It's <laughs> <laughs> cold as ice. Yeah. But it would make sense that, you know, Iceman being more of the grounded yet more like experienced pilot would be at that rate, you know, because he is that person that would at the end of the day give you that sage wisdom for you to be a better pilot or a better person, right? Even though he acknowledged, like, hey, I'm better than you, but hey, this is how you can get better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, just to have them that conversation and then that last line, like, oh, who's a better pilot, you know? And then Maverick said, oh, don't, don't ruin this moment for us, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's like they still kind of jabbing at each other, but it's like it's coming from a place of love and friendship over the years. And I thought that exactly, I, I definitely got the feels on that one. That was a well yeah. done scene. Have you, have you seen Val Kilmer's documentary on Amazon Prime? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a great documentary. Though. Oh my god! <sighs> yes, it is. Yeah, highly recommended if you are a fan of Val Kilmer. But it is extremely sad. Yeah, great documentary. But get ready. Oh, like, that's like that's a disclaimer. Like it's a great documentary, but get ready. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So okay. So what I'm gonna say is Tom Cruise. I say besides Keanu, okay. So him and Keanu Reeves, I would say those are the two last like action stars we have left from the eighties, or yeah, from the eighties. Yeah. I mean, period. I mean, period. I mean, just period. Period. I mean, I. I mean, okay. That's like in pure kind of action-driven films, not CG. I mean, we, we got The Rock, but The Rock, you know, he, he fast and furious, and he's like Black Adam. I mean, like, he's like kind of all over the place, but right. you know, kind of like yeah. 
action. You're talking about like traditional, right? Practical stunt effects. Exactly. Like you know, counter Reeves, you do just you know practical gun foo stunts. You know, like he don't John Wick. He's all about you know fighting and shooting and blowing. Like that's pretty much it for a John Wick franchise. You know. He's not dangling off of stuff or anything like that, but you know. And then you got Tom Cruise, you know, like he's Mission Impossible's, and now this Top Gun, like it's that straight action. I, I can't think of anybody else that's doing it now. Like, so, Dexter. well, so Chris Pine was in a movie that came out this past year where he tried to do that, and then, um, um. <laughs> There's a actor that was in Love and Monsters who was also in a film that was trying to do that. So I think there's a couple actors that are trying to go that way, but they just don't have the name recon- recon- recognition. People don't know their names. Thank you. <laughs> um, that Val or not Val Kimmer, um, Keanu Reeves and Tom Hanks have. I think it's just going to take a while for. For folks to catch on to well, yeah. Chris Pine, everyone knows Chris Pine, but Chris Pine, he's he's so all over the like. Exactly, yeah, he's all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And I would say, what's his name that plays Venom? Uh, Hardy. Hardy, like, I feel like he could he could do that, but again, he's sort of all over the place also with his films. Exactly. Okay, well, let me pull it like this: a a, per, a non uh, a actor that haven't played a comic book character yet. Uh, uh, uh um. Because Keanu ain't played a comic book character yet. Tom Cruise never played a comic book character. Oh yeah. I mean, yes, ne- okay. ne- yeah, Neo was comic book esque, but he wasn't a comic book character. <laughs> So Dylan O'Brien is the other actor I was thinking of. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He got potential. He got potential. I feel like because he was in the, the Maze Runner series, which some of that was CGI, but um, he was in. Well, he was he was in Bumblebee. Oh, American Assassin um, mm. and Deepwater Horizon, where he played sort of that like action type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he has potential. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll bake on him at all, like all of them. I mean, if he, you know, if he really try to, you know, chart that course to kind of be that, okay, I'm the new, <laughs> you know, Tom Cruise or Keanu kind of type situation. Right. But yeah. But yeah. But he, I mean, so on the last Maze Runner film that he recorded, he was in a really bad Stunt accident where he ended up in a coma for a couple months. Ouch. Uh, or in the hospital. I think I know he was in a coma. I'm not sure if he was in the coma the entire time. So I don't know if like if he'll continue to do big giant stunt, <laughs> stunt things or he'll just let the stunt people do it. Um, but Keanu and Tom Cruise go out there and do shit on their own. But that's probably because they haven't ended up in a coma yet. Exactly. Yeah, like you said. Plus, <clears throat> they still have roots in, you know, like I said, '80s action and stuff like that. So I'm sure that carries over when they do, you know, latter, you know, action films stuff like that. So 
you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would say. Like like Tom and Keanu, they're they're the last ones. Like when they're going, I there's no one else. <laughs> like no, I don't think anyone's gonna take a mantle to be that prominent of an action star. Or at least that name can pull box office money like that. Yeah. Not yet. Maybe we'll have someone soon. But yeah, not yet. I would agree with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But so yeah, let, let, so let, let, let's let's cherish those two while they're still here. And, you know, and uh and of course, you know, J- Jackie, I think he officially hung his hung up his jersey because he ain't doing anything anymore. Jackie I mean, I mean he's still doing movies, but they're really bad. Yeah, like I said, he's not <laughs> like he hung his shirts, you know. Like I think at this point it's just for checks. I don't think he's really doing anything worth watching. Well, did you see the movie he released this past year? Was uh, it Vanguard? I think we reviewed that. Did we review that? Uh yeah, Vanguard. Uh, yeah. I also watched Good Night Beijing, uh, which was not very good. <laughs> I also watched Iron Mask, which was really, really, really bad. Uh-huh. But yeah, agreed. He, I don't. I think he's just sort of having fun. I don't know if he's really. He's like, let me see if I can still do these things. Versus, here's yeah. a fun story. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm gonna have. I'll have somebody from my stunt team be a stunt double for some of these sequences because I can't do them anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, so that's Alice thinking about that. Like, yeah, yeah, Keanu and Tom, those only two that's still kicking like that now. But okay. Well, appreciate them while they're still here. <laughs> All right. Yes. So, our rating goes as follows um, As on the couch, last move flying up. Uh, it's a great watch. You, you know, you'll definitely enjoy it. Um, on in the background slash turbulence. Uh, it's meh. It's in the middle. I take it or leave it. And worst of offenses is go outside slash crash and burn. Uh, I'd rather go outside and lick a pole and hope I get monkeypox. Now you don't get monkeypox like that, do you? But anyway, some cat could track something <laughs> by licking a pole. All right, All right. <laughs> what you get? <laughs> It's definitely sit on the sofa. It, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. As as Cal Smooth flying, you know, it buzzed the tower. It did G forces. It did, it did 12 Gs. Yeah. It did everything cool in analogy of flying and doing cool flying shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those. I generally said this is a this is a rare case where you bring a movie back that really don't need to have a sequel, but you're surprised and the like you're pleasantly surprised that it was it's done right and it was done for a purpose and not for like a nostalgic cash grab. It actually had a story to tell in this world of Top Gun. And uh, yeah, bravo, bravo to the writers, bravo to those awesome Top Gun pilots. Uh, yeah, and Tom Cruise, man, keep uh, keep drinking that Aaron Hubbard milk, man, because uh, we need you around for a little longer. 
<laughs> yeah, he just released um, a promo for like going to the movie to see the new Mission Impossible, where he's like standing on top of a plane, uh, and then the plane goes into a nosedive while he's standing on top of it. Um, he's just—he's he, on a different plane than the rest of us. Yes, he is. Uh, yeah, so. God bless him, you know, like, just don't fall off of it. We need you around for a few more movies, you know, so yeah. that's it. There you have it, guys. Um, Top Gun Maverick, we give it uh, a collective asshole couch, or if you're traveling, swoop flying, uh, it's for rent on Amazon and whatever streaming uh, service you can buy and or rent digital. Um, yeah, definitely check it out. Yep, cool. So until then, wish everyone safe, to physical distancing, flying, all that good stuff, and stay safe. Yes, stay hydrated. Peace.